My name is Alex, and I'm here to say I hate Yerks in a major way. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. For a moment there, once again, I forgot how we intro this show. (laughs) I at least reminded you which show so you didn't start a random one. That's actually what started the doubt in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The last few times I've done JBC, I've been like, welcome to... Nope. Nope. (laughs) Well, that's not to say that the doubt is not helpful, because odds are good that having recorded Panelology the last two nights, I would have said, this is Panelology, which yeah. it's not. Between Panelology, JBC, and Minds in York this weekend, I can understand that. Yeah. Tim, how many podcasts have you recorded in the last three <laughs> days? This is my first. Lucky such and such. <laughs> how is everybody doing? Good. Fan. Fantastic. I'm glad doing, to Alex? hear. Alex, uh, how are you? I'm. I am well. You know what? I'm. I'm tired, but I'm tired in satisfying ways. I'm knee deep in rehearsal. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Megan is so immature. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Only when I'm around you. I don't even know what I said that can be taken in a. You are tired. It's satisfying ways. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know. Uh, we have our first stumble through. Actually, by the time this is published, it will have happened. We'll be past the halfway mark by the time this is published, so uh, it's good. It'll also be fall by the time this comes out. Yes. Yes, it will. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have found time and the temperatures will be appropriate to make pumpkin cheesecake. Ooh. I have succumbed to fall hair color, which has made me wonder, if I morph, does my hair come back as its regular color? And then I went, have I thought this before? Because <laughs> it sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Also, some of the business in this issue with the uh, inventory control tags made me wonder if, like, I mean, surely ear piercings and whatnot, none of the kids could get. No piercing would stay through yeah. morphing. Didn't this come up in a Rachel book or something? It yeah, must it, have. it did. Because I think yeah. we discussed, like, yeah, we've discussed this. Man, yeah. we are tired again. Well, uh, how about to save us retreading old ground? We have Tim summarize. I'm going to say the title finally Book 28, The Experiment. Axe has made a skip. With a TV, Eric the Chi tells Axe and Marco that the Yerks have a secretly bought, I'm sorry, that the Yerks have secretly bought an animal testing facility and a meatpacking plant. The gang spectacularly breaks into a truck transporting chimpanzees to the facility and takes their place. They get in and throw poop at Visser 3. <laughs> Visser 3 wants them eaten by taxons, but they fight their way out. They free the other chimpanzees, who are eventually taken to the gardens. They are going to morph flies and cows to get into the meatpacking plant and avoid the biofilters. Tobias and Axe acquire 
the steer DNA, while some frat guys end up <laughs> unconscious after trying to go axe tipping. <laughs> axe and Tobias are gonna morph steer, and Cassie is gonna tag them. Axe and Tobias are gonna bullfight. Cassie gets them under control and tags them. Gorilla Marco has to drive the truck because the controllers notice Axe and Tobias are bulls, not steers. The rest of the gang morph flies and hitch rides in Axe and Tobias' nostrils. Axe is almost slaughtered, when Grizzly Rachel saves him. The fight's on, but the Animorphs have to escape. They find people in cages. Visser 3 is running Project Obedience and has found a formula to remove human free will. They find a scientist. The project was a failure. You can't take away free will. The gang escapes with the caged people. They go to the mall for burgers, except for Cassie. So, two things. One, Tim, you have introduced in the first sentence of this an inside joke with people day-to-day that has not been explained on this podcast before. And I had absolutely no intentions of explaining it. I was just going to let it sit there. Unfortunately, my friend, I am running the show this week, (laughs) and you don't get to do that. Dang it. All right, so I guess I should explain the joke about the skip. Yes, you must explain. You know what's the best kind of jokes? (laughs) The ones that you spend the first ten minutes of your podcast explaining? Yes. The... The uh the, the the whole idea was just to plant that for the two people who would have enjoyed it. Um when we were at Momocon, a debate broke out because a friend of the show, Christina Red Sphinx, was eating dippin' dots and they were sticking to the bottom part of the spoon, and she said that this was incorrect and I made a comment about how the food was still moving on the spoon. So we started labeling the parts of the spoon. The inside being the, the scoop and the outside being a yeah. Now, was I it worth it, Tim? We told yes, us. it still was. It wasn't worth explaining, but it was worth burying in there for those two people. I've just realized we give Christina's last name constantly, or Christina Red's last name, and, like, the Yurks are going to find her, and that is just not fair. Oh, man, I've never thought about that once. <laughs> it just took 28 books for it to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> We totally sold her out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Red. But what <laughs> if you, what if the Yerks also need to commission some really cool art? Hey. <laughs> fair, fair. Yerks need art too. Yes. Uh here's the other thing, if I can remember it by the time I get to the end of this sentence that I need to call attention to. Yes. I remembered it. Ha. Success. <laughs> me. Victory for You're Alex. Keep talking and forget it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would like to point out for the record that in the last episode, when I went into detail about the difference between a steer and a bull, I had zero (laughs) recollection that it was a relevant plot point in this book. And, uh, well, I guess we covered that. Can can I tell you that when it came up in the book, I honestly thought, well, that's how they knew this. They learned it from animals. To be fair, it is probably how I knew it. (laughs) There is a non-zero chance that I just didn't get it. At the time? Yeah, they never quite explained to Axe what castration is. Oh, can I tell you that I was waiting. I was just waiting for Cassie (laughs) to have to perform. Can I tell you what castration is? I was just waiting for someone to be like, Jake, there's a dick! (laughs) No, I was Uh, waiting. I was waiting for Cassie to have to perform a rush cast... A rush cast... I can't say it. Rush castration on the bulls before the truck could get there. That's not like an emergency tracheotomy. You can't just like (laughs) snip, snip and run them up the... uh... 
really thought that that's where that book was going. It would not be the most horrific thing to happen. (laughs) It would be up there, but not the most horrific. I do like the they talk about it the first time, and Marco crosses his legs as he ignores. That was very uh, good. (laughs) Um. Yes. So to review, in case this is your first episode of Minds at York, welcome. The difference right. between a bull and a steer is castration. <laughs> and if you um, acquire a steer, you're gonna morph a bull. And yes. I cannot believe that none of them, especially Cassie, Cassie, I am the most disappointed in you, <laughs> did not put two and two together on this one. You know what? I think they actually make a comment about how they, they acquired bulls, not steers. So I'm not sure they understood that if they went back and got a steer, that it would still happen. I mean, Axe fu- acquired a cow the yeah. first time. So. When the fuck did he acquire the cow? Did I miss this? <laughs> You and know, so he started was, morphing into it, and I was like, the hell did this happen? It was dark, and he was trying not to get tipped over by drunken frat dudes who uh, Rachel was very in favor of decapitating. I mean, <laughs> understandable. Yeah, very. Tim, was this book ghostwritten or not? Yes. Okay. Wait, what makes you think this? Uh, it didn't read like an Applegate book. It was right. There was by... no specific moment that, that jumped out to me. It was just upon completion of the book, I thought... Nope, that one was ghostwritten. Amy Garvey wrote it. There was, it was a, good, though. There was a moment where it jumped out to me, and it was just a phrasing thing. It was the line, a shorm is a deep friend, someone who knows everything there is to know about you. The word comes from the Andalite's tail blade, which looks something like what you may know as a scorpion's tail. Just something about that phrasing, the word comes from the tail blade. Like, it's the word for a tail blade? Would have been more Applegate? Just the uh, word comes okay. from the tail blade? Like... It's a little too imprecise to be not ghostwritten. Yeah, there there are a couple things that just, you know, a, a line here, a line there, but I don't really recall them. But just by the end of it, you just knew that it wasn't. They typically also, are books that don't feel like they progress the main story much. Like, there's yeah. not anything to be gained here. You know what I did get from this book? And I will a tell bookmark? you now. A brand new, not ripped bookmark. <laughs> It had already been ripped out of the book. That's awesome. But it was still sitting right behind the page. Nice. I wonder where my copy of the bookmark is. Oh god, it mine is lost to the years. In case anybody needs another one, there's two bookmarks. Ooh. Yeah. Is that our first giveaway? Yeah. An OG 90s bookmark. I will. I will have some kind of prize and they can have my rip bookmark. Yeah. I will say, I think this one was pretty funny. There were there were a couple yeah. of moments I actually did literally laugh out loud. Yes, agreed. Eh. Most of it was Marco dialogue. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, fuck Marco. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Alex this time, because <laughs> usually I can see the line. But Marco was a big old jerk, this book. Like, this book was written by someone who was like, nope, Marco fucking sucks, and we're going to make it obvious. <laughs> That's going to be a fuck Marco for me, dog. Okay. <laughs> what what did Is Marco that... say that, that gets a, a fuck Marco in oh, this Oh, let, me, let uh, me just... Everything. Every time he opened his goddamn mouth. <laughs> um, The biggest issue, the most umbrage I took with Marco... He basically, like... It's when he gives Cassie all the shit for... Oh, here we go. Yeah. I got it. Uh, Cassie said nothing and Marco laughed a thought speak laugh you don't get it Axe see Cassie's on her own private mission here she wants to save the chimps her usual moralizing doesn't apply 
Animal lovers. Typical. They care more about animals than they do about humans. If we were doing this for some other reason, we'd have Cassie giving us a bunch of crap about not using sentient creatures. But she's thinking she can maybe save some chimpanzees. So, hey, if it's for the sake of the animals... I actually kind of agree with Marco there. Yeah, I was like, I don't... No! That's not the park that that I said fuck Marco on. What was your fuck marco moment it's later in the book he just rails on cassie the whole time he's just a, he does rail on asshole. cassie the entire time here's I, the thing, I, here's I'm the sorry. thing about that passage i'm not saying he may not have a valid point or even that what he's saying is not true because i skipped over the part where like cassie doesn't have a response because cassie knows it to be true but there is the message and there is the delivery okay. the, the delivery message does not make him an asshole the delivery makes him an asshole and fuck marco <clears throat> it was like he can be like, hey, this is a double standard on Cassie's part in a way that is not just a He's page also... of being a whiny little asshole. A 12-year-old boy. I don't care. Boys will be boys is not an adequate defense. No, 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 no. That is not what I said. He is a 12-year-old boy. He does not have the emotional maturity to go, hey, this is a double standard Cassie has, and we've accepted that. And he hasn't accepted it. But no one else is being an asshole about it. Because they let Marco do it. Marco is being an asshole. Marco is an asshole most of this book. This is one of the times that I don't like ghostwriting because they start to take the characters and drop them more into the tropes rather than the nuanced. I will agree with that. Personality. You can, you can definitely see that. And it doesn't just happen with Marco. Yeah. In the ghostwritten books. Yeah. I think like, for me, the character who works the best in this one is Tobias. I really enjoy Tobias, who doesn't get a lot of time here. But a lot of it's very much like, hey, so what's good on TV, Axe? And just kind of yeah, they're, kind they're, of bringing that balance between being worried about their mortality and the mission and just like, I mean, fuck, I'm a bird. Yeah. <laughs> there, it, it, this is the first book that really shows the clear friendship between Axe yeah. and Tobias. And yeah. not that they're just kind of like tolerating each other. Like they have bonded. I, you know, is it because that they're related who knows how does that not get more play i still don't understand how (sighs) a that never happens on the page we find out in this one x knows it's just like yeah in earth terms i would be his uncle yeah yeah but there's no there's no moment there and i feel like that should have had a moment somewhere before now yeah but i it does come across different the dialogue between the two and maybe that's because it is ghostwritten that it it doesn't feel, I don't know, it feels different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it does feel more like that buddy. Uh, I don't want to say buddy. What do I want to say? Like, familiar? Like, familiar is a better word. Familiar is a much better word. Wait, like, are we saying that Tobias is Axe's familiar? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love the discussion or the description of Axe's scoop. Like, I knew he had a scoop, but the fact that it's basically collapsible um, and that it's kind of like a hatch more than, like, I was about to say more than a scoop. But, uh, you know, like, he can set it so that no human comes across it. Yeah. Yeah, And he has satellite um, TV. And he has an amazing satellite TV, yes. (laughs) And really loves 90s sitcoms. And And soap 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 operas? Yeah. Yes. Ken, okay, I know that I would not have, like, gotten any of the soap opera references. I feel like maybe this is the first time some cultural touchstone in this has been, like, maybe this is wrong for a kid's book? It, uh, no, I was watching soaps at that age. 
Were Jesse you? McCartney was on one. He was on All My Children. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask okay. me about my Dream Street days, man. Those are dark times, but also All right. very good times. On a completely different note, hey Meg, tell me about your Dream Street days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the soap opera angle. I think I, I just love the fact that X really fucking loves commercials. That is very good. <laughs> He's other... like freaking out because something's like not. He doesn't know if something's healthy, but he doesn't quite understand what that means or like yeah. why. He's just like, but everything's low fat and healthy. It um, it, I'm just assuming that all of the soap opera references were accurate and true because like all of the commercials were accurate and all of the other references were like pulled from real things. So I I couldn't tell you if any of that soap opera stuff was made up or honest. I mean, I don't know the characters' names, but I would doubt that she would change the characters. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The odds that someone yeah. was walking around shirtless and making out with someone, yeah. I think that's yeah. pretty fair. To that say. does sound like a soap. It was an accurate uh, the, 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 the slogan from the Zest commercial. Yes. Was exactly as I remember <laughs> yeah. it. So I You're just not clean unless you're zestfully clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I do wish that every time he like he doesn't understand kissing or the point of it, which then goes back to like how did Alfinger suddenly realize the point of it? But anyways, um, he, he never mentions the fact uh, he never mentions the fact that like he saw Cassie and Jake doing this and being like, I keep seeing this on TV. They mash their faces like you did. Like what is this? Maybe Tobias just doesn't feel like X is old enough to know about fucking. <laughs> I mean, probably. There's See, also, also they chance... won't explain why bulls become steers. There's also a good chance Tobias never had the sex ed talk in school, depending on when he got turned into a bird. It does not matter. Tobias 100% would have read everything he could about it in encyclopedias. He also... had some sort of world book disc or something, or he just read the encyclopedias. Tobias knows. You don't know that much about military history and not also crack open an encyclopedia. <laughs> To the S book, or just, to 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 find pictures. I don't know. I just had a thought about a, a direction that I don't want to go uh, down anymore. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, he's a bird. Uh huh. I mean, yes, he has sexual drives because yeah, of yeah, yeah. He probably gets it whether he was taught it or not. I guess is or understands it. I guess I should say. It's a better mean, way to phrase it. The better question, actually is does he understand bird and human reproduction equally well? Because ah. one has a cloaca. <laughs> oh, God. I am curious that if or whenever Rachel and Tobias kiss, <laughs> I'm blowing past this if you let me, if he's Every... going to be like... That. Every time he what says cloaca, there is a new record set for the times one person has said cloaca. <laughs> Yeah, I have the a, uh, a biologist. <laughs> I am the uh, Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa. I don't remember which one of Cloacas, but I'm hoping it was Mark McGuire because that makes way more sense for a cardinal than for a bear. Because bears don't have Cloacas, and cardinals do. It's the home run. Now you're just running up the score. Oh my goodness. I had never heard that word before I met Alex. You're did welcome. You catch the dumpster reference. All three of them. Yep. Yeah. There were three of them. I did. There know were. Three. Page twenty nine. Page thirty. Page seventy one. Bless you. So add that. <laughs> junior animorphs. Add that to your animorph decoder guide. 
count the line numbers down on each of those pages, and you're one step closer to spelling out the secret message. The fun thing is, I uh, saw I I have closed captions whenever I'm watching TV, and someone said something about in a dumpster, and it wasn't capitalized. And I was like, oh, I should take a screenshot. I took offense to Toaster Strudel not being capitalized in here because that is a brand name, and they are superior to Pop Tart. Disagree, cinnamon Pop Tarts are the best of anything. All Pop Tarts are bad. The inner, if you ignore the outer half inch of Pop Tarts, they're good, but all Pop Tarts have the <laughs> outer half inch of a Pop Tart and therefore are bad. Nope, I like cinnamon Pop Tarts. Okay, hold on. As the de- the deciding tiebreaker here, Toaster Strudels, superior to Pop Tarts. The only Pop Tart that is definitely bad, Pumpkin. Oh, that's sad. Oh, they're so gross. That's sad. So, so gross. Any unfrosted Pop Tart is bad. I will agree with that. Is worse I, than a regular okay. Pop Tart. I've never had an unfrosted Pop Tart, so I would not know. <laughs> You know what unfrosted what? pop tarts taste like? I I don't know. I'm not a monster. Sadness. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know why they exist. And also, I, how often do you eat your pop tarts warm? That's the only way to eat a pop tart. Absolutely yes. agreed. If you Absolutely have to agreed. eat a pop tart, and I have not had to in twenty years, thank goodness, you if eat it warm. You have some deep seated issues with pop tarts. <laughs> they're bad. They're bad, and they're dry, and they dry your mouth out in the carpool. And you just want something to drink, but you're not allowed to carry drinks in the car because they spill. <laughs> so you just have to choke down this dry Pop-Tart. You don't wait until you get to school and use the drinking fountain? No, because there's no food at school, only in the cafeteria at lunchtime. Man, I'm sorry. Uh, this is I'm a... so sorry, young Alex. Yes, this is quite the therapy session that we started here. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? <laughs> Mostly. Like my mouth was really fucking dry. <laughs> thirsty i guess oh. <laughs> and not in the fun 2019 hey that's kind of hot definition of thirsty <laughs> actually in need of hydration so do you blame your mother or your father for this <laughs> i blame wait hang on a second uh gotta google is it kellogg's i think it's kellogg's pop tarts i also think it's kellogg's but i want to make sure it's not post yep kellogg's as yeah. usual, as usual, when I have to blame someone for bland, bad tasting, dry breakfast goods that are anti-haunt, it's John fucking Kellogg's fault. All right. I had to defend an actor at Table Read last week who interjected, did you know that cornflakes were invented to make people stop masturbating? Because everyone thought he was nuts, and he wasn't. Kellogg was a monster who tried to make people eat bland cereal so they'd be less horny. Trying to work out the logic of this that. conversation took a weird turn, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you and Axe both. <laughs> and now let's go to commercial break. <laughs> Hello, friends. I'm hold my soap pose. <laughs> my name is Aximilia Scarth Isthal. Have you heard the good word of Cinnabon? <laughs> I have not. Axe, tell me more. They're very tasty and justify humans having mouths, but not just two legs. That's still weird. <laughs> anyway, eat some Cinnabon. I'm Axe. Live long and prosper. <laughs> corn and flakes. now we're back. Yes, yeah. cornflakes. 
No, stop. I was trying to get past that. What the hell, you two? I was stalling for time for Tim to Google and verify that cornflakes are anti-horny cereal. As though anyone needs to look that up to know it. You know the only cereal less horny than cornflakes? Muselix. Shredded wheat. Oh, shredded wheat's also good. I don't know, though. Shredded wheat. It depends on whether or not it's powdered shredded wheat. Oh, the, the sugary one? Yeah. Yeah. The sugary one could get people horny, according to Kellogg. <laughs> and don't even get him started on Fruity Pebbles. A raisin bran. Oatmeal. Oh my god. I think Meg has given up on us at this point. <laughs> Mr. K- Mr. Kellogg, the man who created cornflakes, produced the cereal in the late 19th century and marketed it as a, quote, healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbatory morning meal. Did you think I was making something this stupid up? Well, especially in the context of having to defend someone who was being made fun of for saying this. Oh, look, Twitter has flashed. I bet Meg <laughs> just mentioned me on Twitter. <laughs> I wonder what this could be. Let's see here. I am listening to Alex Lavelle 2005, and I don't even know how to say Tim's handle out loud. I never have. Discuss the sexiness slash horniness levels of cereal. I've got to say, that's not an accurate statement, and I'm going to do that right now while we record. So, Hey, hey, just for everybody at home, it's Remo Beware. It comes from the idea that if Remo Williams, a famous Fred Ward character, and... 1980s wrestling icon Coco Beware had a baby, it would have resulted in me. Remo Beware. I don't know if that's a third or just like the way that it came out was just like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it would be me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't find you threatening, but. <laughs> We're seeing a lot more of Eric these days. Somehow I feel like that's going to like, like that's going to be their in for a lot of the ghost written books. Yeah. Like he's just going to drop off information because that seems like a, like a, a sort of like, you know, TV shows would have that, that way where like the guy would show up and be like, Hey, here's your mission. Yeah. It seems like Eric's going to sort of take on that role or sort of has taken on that role. Explanation ex machina. Yes. Yeah. I also really, really yeah. love that meme. Every time I sit, think of Eric's name, I'm just going to think of that meme now. <laughs> Eric with a K. What's your last name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spell Eric with a C. <laughs> I want to know where his science was. I want him to show me his work where he decided that this would this would happen. What are you talking about? If you were going um, back to cereal, <laughs> oh my God. We were talking about animals. All right, I'm, put, I'm putting this. I'm putting the phone down. We can have a Discord discussion about this later. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm off. I'm, I'll put that on the back burner. <sighs> I know this is a weird book. I've got to talk about it. You know who else is weird? John Kellogg, apparently. Yep, and so, there's a yeah. good chance that <laughs> Kellogg blocks me on Twitter now. <laughs> oh, but that's fine. I've already blocked them. Ha! <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. So, so free, will. uh, free willy, yes. Free will. Uh, What's free will? Since the dawn of age, man has debated. <laughs> Is it something that we can get rid of? I mean, sure. I've watched enough Fox News to say yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the really clever thing about this book that we haven't gotten into is the discussion of 
the the ability of marketing and branding to infiltrate the human or in this case andalite psyche and also its ability to uh erode accurate perception of events that are obvious in front of obvious and happening and real and you know the idea that facts are facts I just like that it's a different take on the whole, I mean, almost every sci-fi show, there's some kind of like, we've created something to slow down the human race. Like in Supernatural, they created something so that basically it causes this dopamine or whichever one it is, so that you just get really sluggish and don't move, and thus you get fatter and fatter and fatter, and then you're tastier to eat. It's like that version of that, but it's a different take on that trope. I thought of Serenity. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's yeah. happened in multiple things. Yeah. Supernatural is the one I lost last watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why it comes to mind first. I mostly just love that some York scientist was like, how can I get out of Visser 3 being disappointed in me? I know. Why don't I just lie? Yeah. It, it has to work for a little while, at least. Yeah, but what's your exit strategy there, my dude? Okay, if you're going to get killed today, I don't know that you think too much about your exit strategy. It's just like, how do I prolong? I'll worry about the exit strategy once I buy myself some more time. But that whole time then is spent worrying about a doomed exit strategy. Like, there's no point in that. Exactly where that guy was when they found him. I mean, look, at that point, he needs to just take the plunge, get himself some oatmeal, (laughs) and go off the grid. Yeah. Also a delicious type of hot cereal. Yes, Kellogg would be very anti-hot cereal. It's not good for your humors. It is too horny. So we're we're team Quaker in this one? Uh, we're team, I don't know, like toaster strudel? I'm going to go back no, to toaster strudel. I don't strudel. like that's, toaster strudel. That's Pillsbury. Pillsbury makes the toaster strudels. Yes. I can be team Pillsbury. Yeah. Okay. I am not team toaster strudel. <laughs> I mean, a good hash brown is going to be my breakfast decision. And the best thing that it's going to suck to ever give up is that there's a diner near me that does a um, chorizo hash. Ooh, you know what? I never eat it for breakfast, but it's technically a breakfast food. Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles is the best breakfast food. I've never heard of this. Oh, Tim, one day we will go get chilaquiles. Okay. What movie is it that they yell that constantly? I don't remember. I don't know. It's one I haven't seen. Does that narrow it down? (laughs) No, not at all. Um, Yeah, that is like my hangover food, which I was just wondering why I hadn't eaten it in a while, and that would be why. Chorizo hash is so good. So, um, I was reminded of a series of news articles from over the last few years while reading this book. Do chimpanzees have free will has actually been a recent, or not free free will, do they have human rights or non-human rights? Do they have personhood? Uh, Is actually a legal battle that has been going on for the last few years. Did someone leave all their stuff to a chimpanzee? You know, I don't really know the setup. I think it has to do with defense, actually, of of lab testing. Ah, okay. Um, I think it's very much what's going on in this book still 20 years later. But the TLDR is, judges don't seem to agree. That's not surprising. Yeah. What'd you think of the ending? Okay, 
it was sort of frustrating as a reader, but sort of, like, appreciably realistic, in my opinion. That they eat burgers at the end? Oh, no, no, no. I thought you meant that it ended up being that it was all big waste of time. Oh, no. The, yeah. I don't know if it was entirely a big okay. waste of time. I think knowing what the Yerks have going on, I guess that is something that which we is, debate. Which is, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But from their end of it, it was like, oh, well, it wasn't working anyway, so we really didn't need to be there, was kind of the, yeah. the gist of it. Um, with the meeting burgers, it was um, maybe not great, but probably honest. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is this this ending to this book um, is like one of the most controversial. Well, not the most controversial, but it's up there. Endings of her books. Um, she uh, K. A. Applegate wrote that it took some grief from for this from the fans. A fair number were upset that I ended with all the animals ordering hamburgers. I'm in favor of being as humane as possible in dealing with livestock, but I am not a vegetarian. I kind of think that I'll start worrying about the treatment of cows once there are no more political prisoners, no more children dying of curable diseases, and no more fanatics blowing themselves to murder civilians. This was released in March of 1999. How much of that has changed? All of it's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I I just have to say, it, it it's... Uh more honest like you could have all five of them be like oh we'll never eat meat again but that would not be an accurate depiction of how people are what is interesting to me about it specifically is axe acknowledges that basically andalites are vegetarian vegan whatever yeah i mean they just graze yeah yeah but but he has no problem being like i'll take one too he also ate a snail i don't i do wonder if axe realizes that he was the animal that became hamburgers I still don't think X understands which animals he was and wasn't of cow, steer, bull. <laughs> no one has given him the relevant information. Um, yeah, I just am curious. Although Jake's order with extra pickles, my man. Definitely agree with that. <laughs> We're just fine. at opposite ends of the culinary debates <laughs> today. Which is funny because I think we actually do line up quite a bit, but apparently yeah. our crap food does not line up. <laughs> Though I did get pumpkin pie Kit Kats. They are very good. They are more yeah. spice, and I do actually really like them. But you get what I'm saying about them being have like a little being have like a little. Having like <laughs> a little bit of chemical vibe up front. I ate one and then immediately threw them in the freezer. So I wasn't looking for that yet, but I will figure that out. Gotcha. See if freezing them helps. I didn't know that these were a thing. They're they they're pretty Target. good. Yeah. What do they sell? Target. Target. That's the only place okay. I found them. I think okay. I found mine last year at Kroger. Don't have Kroger's, and Kroger's has the Propel water that I really love, and this is such a frustrating thing. Aw. Which, wait, hold on. First of all, won't step foot in a Kroger. And second of all, well, what, if uh... Publix sold 24 ounce black cherry Propels, I mean, then I would never shop at Kroger either. However, they don't. What, um, what, what Propel is it? Black cherry. Black cherry. Okay. I... It's the 16.9 ounces, and Target sells the 24 ounces for a dollar each. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All I'm saying is when I go past down into Virginia, where there actually are Publix and Kroger's, the first thing I do is go get Public subs, and then I run to Kroger and get Black Cherry <laughs> water bottles. I am a simple creature. It's fun. I don't have anything to add to that. I'm just thinking about making pumpkin cheesecake. I'm thinking about Alex making pumpkin cheesecake now. Yeah. So, we haven't talked this... about my, my un believable desire for pumpkin things in october it's only september so you got a week and you're a month behind everybody else yeah that's okay i do i need all of the pumpkin things and that's what makes pumpkin pop tarts so disappointing 
So pumpkin Pop-Tarts and pumpkin pudding. Bad. Yeah, pumpkin pudding is foul. Oh, it's gross. Gross. Well, Tim, when I have time, which will probably not be until the very end of October, I will do some pumpkin cheesecake to share. How is that? Fantastic. Very good. I'll just keep eating pumpkin fluff. So was this a waste of time? This book is the Indiana Jones and the Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark of the Animorphs books. They could have stayed home and achieved the same ends. You don't think they gained anything from this? That makes me so sad, but I have to agree with that. You're welcome. I found the cruelest possible way to say it. Uh, I mean, no, they have nothing to show for it. None of them knows anything more about sex education than they did going <laughs> in. Uh, they're still all on hamburgers. Um, they saved some chimps. Okay, the chimps went into captivity somewhere else. Well, they were born in captivity. They weren't going to be released back to the wild. And they got more chimps killed than they saved. Because the chimps in the lab stopped following them. And they already knew about the safety procedures of the creatures or little zappany creature that's not yeah. pre-programmed. The Gleek biofilters or whatever. Yeah, you might be right. This might have been a waste of time. Yeah. As much as it pains me to agree with Marco. I mean, Axe can morph two kinds of cow now. Yeah. Also, apparently the bull brain is very hard to control. Jake doesn't know the difference between a cow and a, or a bull and a steer either. He does now. They all know now. <laughs> I don't think they all do. I know Axe still doesn't get it. Okay. Everybody but Axe does. I'm still on the fence on Jake. He's very dumb. <laughs> you like the callback to the Megamorphs one? I did appreciate... I did have this... As soon as Jake said Marco drives, I'm like, my dude, where were you for this book? <laughs> so yes, that callback was much appreciated. And the uh, the, the image of... of uh, Clive Babineau standing, weeping at the wreckage of his truck does hurt me. Oh, I love that so much. Who did we decide was her other father? Um, Wallace. That's right. No. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah, because I think you said Wallace, and then I went, mm, but Clive. Yeah, that tracks. Um... Yes, I appreciated that. I appreciated that quite a bit. What else is in here? Um... Flea and poop at Visser 3. That's fun, right? <laughs> I did appreciate that. That is a good point and moment from Marco. Also, just going full Jumanji in the middle of traffic is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like they're getting a little bit careless with this whole don't let anybody see us. Yeah, thing. right. Like, how do people explain that? What the... People, I mean, like, lab testing has been something that has been so controversial for decades. So I'm assuming the people in the car behind them were, like, assuming that they're kids that want to, you know, just release the chimpanzee. Fair enough. Okay, follow-up question. How did the Yerks not know something was up after the news reports of kids releasing chimpanzees when their chimpanzee shipment still showed up? Also, them trying to hide in a tunnel that's made for cars and not maybe a train. Like, I, they, the tunnels have to be lit for people to see. Tunnel, it doesn't car exactly tunnels work. usually are lit. That's what I'm saying. I, it, clearly, everything you're doing on top oh. of that truck would be seen. Yeah. So, none of that tracks. If it had been, you know, them on top of a train, I would have bought it. Well, see, it's an escalation. It starts with two birds riding a cop car. And then it turns into <laughs> a blue deer with a scorpion tail riding a semi-truck. <laughs> Or a tractor trailer, rather. That's the same thing, isn't it? Yes, pickup so. truck yes. is a different thing. Yes. Which of these things is not like the other? <laughs> um, also, 
how dumb were the guards who were like, Andalite bandits? Nah, they wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> I mean, womp, to be womp. fair, it's a meatpacking house. They were pretty stupid. I mean, yeah. Not exactly where they would send the, the sharpest minds, is it? That the sharpest mind was busy and they're trying to fool Visser 3 into thinking he'd actually done something. I think in this case, Visser 3 was the sharpest mind there, and that is bad news, my friends. <laughs> Visser 3 is dumb. <laughs> Visser 3 is almost Jake dumb. We've been over no, this. Stop. We've had a good Jake book recently. Jake has turned a corner in his leadership. That doesn't yeah, mean I, he's not dumb still. You yeah, can be yeah, dumb I, and a good leader. You can also be dumb and a bad leader. But I have to say that Visser 3 is clearly dumber than Jake. Yes. I don't think that Visser 3 is almost Jake dumb. The I think Jake is almost Visser 3 dumb. They literally, in book 7, morph mostly back to human. And still they're looking for Andalite Bandit. Yeah? I gotta say that Visitor 3 is like low man on that stupidity list. So what we're saying is when it comes to intelligence, Visitor 3 is less than Jake. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... Oh, so good at sliding those in. Uh, Also, Charlie is my favorite dog. What's he doing? He just went and buried himself under the covers. <laughs> Charlie As you were is talking. in trouble. Charlie is in major trouble again. Uh, what did Charlie do? Charlie peed in the bed. Oh. Oh. I thought he would have, like, thrown a party or something while you were gone. No. He's no. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen Secret Life, The Secret Life of Pets 1 and or 2? I have not, no. <laughs> Me neither. But I bet they throw parties. There are at least two other chihuahuas in the building. I would not be surprised if they're all friends. Although I really hope he's not friends with the asshole one. But the cute one that looks like him, I hope he is. We'll call the asshole one Marco. Sure. <laughs> no, seriously, this dog wags its tail and gives you the puppy eyes and looks all sweet and innocent, and then you reach your hand down, and then it tries to bite you. Like, it's an asshole. Even his owner was like, oh, no, 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 he is an asshole. <laughs> he does this so he can bite you. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> Would you like to see Charlie? I have no plastic up here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So Charlie's a big fan of ASMR, huh? <laughs> Charlie knows what a treat bag sounds like. Ah, you have betrayed me, he says. <laughs> now I will pout. I know I peed in the bed, but was it really worth doing that to me? Oh, that's like the third time I've done it to him on video this weekend. Oh. Um, that even is a cow on the cover, by the way. Is there an udder? There is an udder. Well, then that means... That my lack of remembering the whole bull versus steer thing makes more sense. Also, I just flipped open to the page behind the cover, and it is Cassie pointing at a cow and laughing. Yeah, it's like Jake in the air, it's Axon, Tobias. Do you guys not look at this picture? I well, forget I about half the time. I did, and it really didn't make sense because I did it before I read the book. And I was like, why is Cassie laughing at a cow? Uh, but now it does make sense. I bet Ax was just utterly embarrassed. Not going to acknowledge that one. That's fine. I'll cut the silence out. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I believe it. I do it too. <laughs> oh, what else? Um, We haven't revisited the whole where are they located question in a while. I think mostly oh. because we settled in on SoCal. Okay, so I got something on this one. What did you get? I like that you have a piece of paper blocking you, like you have some serious oh, notes yes, here. I do. No, no, I do it's have fine. Notes. I totally Googled all these things that they said. Okay. 
What did they say I, that caused you I, to Google? Willow Park near Broad Street. Yep. And I got New London, Connecticut. What did, did you get the same thing? Oh, I didn't actually look. Oh, all right. So it was just... Um, I mean, I yes, know where New, located. <laughs> New London, Connecticut is what I got this time. But uh, 10 I points to... I know I'm not going to get an answer to this one asking, what's your Hogwarts house, Tim? Hufflepuff. Okay, that tracks. That's what I would have guessed. 10 points to Hufflepuff. <laughs> so do you think they're in Connecticut? No, it doesn't make sense with anything else that we've done. <laughs> just this thing what did you google oh willow park near broad street i would like to uh just update on my twitter serial wars going on right now um my former co-host on panelology mike has weighed in i think you mean a golden graham shower i know to shame. I out of Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Hey, I have a friend who's from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Let's see if I put Southern California. It come. does explain why whenever we hang out, she turns into a grizzly bear. Oh, damn. <laughs> Got nothing. Nope. Any ways that technology would change this? Clearly, video cameras uh, are still not a thing that exists in this universe. Nope. It's going to be really great when they finally invent those. <laughs> like, okay, if there's ever... If there is ever another, like, Animorphs TV show, it has to stay set in the 90s, right? There would just be yeah. too much too much trouble caused by technology. Yes, this has officially become a period piece, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think you just have to have a really creative writing step on how they get around it. Much more creative than me, as I can't think of an example of how you would get around it. I mean, you'd have to have some kind of basically andalite doohickey that just fuzzes out cameras. Yeah. It would have to be like tech as magic. Yeah. They could do the Metal Gear Solid thing where they just carry around a cardboard box. (laughs) You know? Hang on, hang on. Before we laugh at Tim. No, I'm not laughing at Tim. I'm laughing at this thing that I saw that was like, so you could use the bathroom anywhere. I don't know why. Because I don't actually know what you're referencing. (laughs) But all it made me think of was like, (laughs) the advertisement for this thing. I saw this thing. I saw this. Was like you stop and like put something around you, <laughs> go to the bathroom, and then take it all down. And it was like that's even more embarrassing than just like anything else you could have done. All right, but before we laugh at Tim, a snake, a wolf, an ocelot, a fox, a mantis. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think Tim's on a raven, an octopus. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. I think Tim's on to something. All of these Metal Gear Solid characters are the Animorphs in yep. different morphs. Mm-hmm. So they just need a cardboard box? Yes, the yep. Animorphs just need the cardboard box. Or they can, uh, you know, pull a Spider-Man and bombastic Bagman it. Just wear a paper bag over their heads at all times. Do you think if they just put, like, tinfoil on, it would mess up their um, scanners? No. <laughs> I feel like, like this was. Like, are you really suggesting think... that they should stop the aliens by wearing tinfoil hats? <laughs> I was not going there. I was thinking about, <laughs> there used to be something that was like if you put tinfoil over it, it didn't work. I feel like this was like a very nineties thing that I did. A microwave? No, that won't break your microwave. Yes. Um, maybe it's maybe it's just the little known, little discussed fact that if you wear aluminum foil over your ears, yurks can't get in. <laughs> I mean, yurks dissolve when they touch aluminum cotton balls also would prevent that too <laughs> oh but defeat an alien race with cotton balls 
But then you run into the problem of, like, getting cotton stuck in your ears and causing impaction. So, like, I think something over Mm. the ear is much safer. Oh. Uh, Let's see. We've talked about throwing shit at Visser 3. We've talked about chimpanzees as people. Um... I mean, what really holds this book together and makes it worth reading is Axe's obsession with TV. Yeah, like, I feel like we've been to this well before, but if so, I want to revisit it. What do you think Axe would spend his time watching if he had Netflix? Friends, apparently. Uh, Yeah, I'm disappointed in Axe, but we're not going to go there. Do you think Axe would be into, like, Stranger Things? No, I think he would find it too frustrating. I think he'd find the tech too frustrating. I think he'd be into Riverdale, though. I wonder how he would deal with stories that dealt with more occult-type things. He would learn a lot about kissing if he watched Riverdale. Yeah, he may understand the point of it after that. As for Axe and the occult, like, maybe Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. Oh, God, trying to explain ghosts to Axe. Do you think they have Andalite ghosts? I don't know. What are Andalites afraid of? Closed spaces and being off the ground. They build spaceships for a living. And yet, they're still claustrophobic as fuck. They talk about it in this book. No, I know the claustrophobia, yes. Remember, their spaceships are giant, wide-open spaces with, like, regular ground on them. Yes, but, like, not all of their fighters and all that are. Just the dome ships. I was going to go with, like, not being the most powerful race or dying without being, uh, without achieving anything. What's the Zumbo show? Which one? The one with a guy whose name is Zumbo about making outlandish desserts. Oh, well, the one on Netflix? Does he have more than one on Netflix? He has a dessert show where like uh it's like um like a top chef or something and then there's the the one with the cupcake woman and where they've got four people i'm thinking of one with really elaborate desserts um i have netflix up let me look i mean i didn't hear it i feel like that would i feel like x would be very into netflix cooking shows just desserts just desserts I think that, and you know Axe would be all about some GBBO. Oh. Axe and Chopped? And then wanting to just be like, oh get everybody God. together? Yes. And being like, here are your ingredients. Axe, this is a hubcat. <laughs> here are some cigarette butts. <laughs> Tobias swoops in one day and there's just a Ted Allen standee in, in Axe's scoop. Oh, Axe uh, would be all about some cooking shows. You were right. That's a bad bake, Marco. Mary Berry would be so disappointed in you right now. Um, I bet he'd also be very into good eats. Like, but, but constantly criticizing science. Like anytime there's a... We don't really know exactly what is what the Maillard reaction is. Oh no, Andalites know. But what Andalites know? Because they don't cook with fire. They just mash things up with their feet. I'm the only one who this conversation is for now, aren't I? <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. I just had a massive bug on my microphone oh so i was trying to kill it you should have let it speak yeah it was probably an anamorph no yeah well at least it's not dead but trying to find its way to start its own podcast that 
in my apartment. Thank you very much. <laughs> that uh, time of year where it's getting cold, the bugs keep coming in. Yeah. Any other uh, beloved Andalite TV programming? Well, I, I feel like anything, anything sort of sitcom anything that would sort of what he would think would reveal human life. I need, know? I need to know what it would be like someone having to explain why a show like Shit's Creek that is ostensibly <laughs> a comedy but about terrible people works. Yeah, that would be a long conversation. <laughs> I think they just try to get him to watch more simplistic stuff like the Today Show. Yeah. The 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 less obvious the humor, yeah, the much more challenging it would be for him. Which is why I think the sitcom sort of But he does watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And he does he understand that it's a satire. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't understand The Simpsons, but he watches. He understands that it's a joke on people because they're clearly not people. They don't have enough fingers. <laughs> also, they're yellow, but okay. <laughs> All right, what else we got? We can move on from this. I just really love the fact that Axe was like, I'm not going to wear a shirt because I don't and Young and the Restless. And I am young and sometimes restless. <laughs> and... It was said not as a joke at all. Okay, but in his defense, look at the abs on that cover. I Oh, I agree. I agree. Andalite abs. There's something. Andalite? More like abdelite. Nope. Tim? Yay or nay? Nay. Nay. I mean, uh-huh. no from us. I, I'm, I'm against that one. So disappointing. <laughs> Better my luck art, next year. My art not understood in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Picasso. <laughs> In decades or centuries or, you know, millennia, someone will find this podcast and wonder what the hell any of us is talking about. (laughs) Why there was an alien invasion that he can't find the books about. Yeah. Hey, future uh, future historians, you listened to our uh, teaser or our, our promo that we've run on other podcasts and then found us. Yeah, it's not real. Sorry, you've been wasting your time. <gasps> kind of like they did in this book. Exactly. Ah. All right, before we move on to the the end game of our episode, of every episode, I want to point one thing out. We don't learn until the last, like, dozen or so pages of this what's going on with this research and the whole anti-free will drug or whatever. The summary for this book tells us point blank what is going on. Yeah. I don't remember the summary, but I'll take your word. Conveniently, I have it right here, and not the Tim version of it. The Yerks have entered the world of bioengineering. They are working on a drug that prevents human expression of free will. The test drug has been approved for distribution in hamburgers. The only way for the Animorphs to get inside the operation is to morph into the very cows being led to slaughter. Will they stop the experiment? Can they destroy the drug? That actually gives more information than they do in the book. I know, right? (laughs) I spent the entire time reading this being like, they're really not getting there to the last minute, huh? They must have a really easy solution for taking this thing out and erasing, you know, any record of how it works. Yeah, literally their answer was, meh, whatever. No, that was Cassie. (laughs) Just being like, um, this is bullshit. (laughs) And everybody's like, Cassie, stop it. You're being ridiculous. And the doctor's like, no, this is bullshit. (laughs) Okay. Animal fact time? Yes. All right. Wait, is it about spiders? No. Okay. Um, I actually have already posted posted this one in our Discord because I thought I'd have time to find something that I could talk about at greater length than this. But I... That's okay. I still want to talk about it. 
I didn't, and it's fun to talk about. Tim. Yes. Did you watch the uh, video I posted into our Discord a couple of days ago? No. If you could put so, these the sounds into yes. this episode, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to have time to do that. But uh, people, can Google. people can Google. People can Google. Tim. Yes. Let's say, and I know this is going to be a real stretch for you to get there, because really, I'm just talking about Tim's any day ending in a Y. Let's say you're a crocodile wrangler. All right. Just an ordinary day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And let's say you have a tub full of baby crocodiles. Mm Mm-hmm. If I needed somebody to provide a sound effect for a crocodile, Mm -hmm. what do you suppose a baby crocodile sound would be? Um, kind of a squeaky... Like, I don't know, like, sort of like a little, a little tiny scream, I guess, but like kind of in a squeaky, like a little eh, kind of thing, but like much higher pitched. So like, like a 20s mobster who's breathed in helium. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly that. I'm a tiny crocodile. What do big crocodiles sound like to you? Well, they just kind of hiss and and blow out air. I don't think they really make, do they? Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never had a conversation with one, but I'm going to say that I think they just kind of, you know, hissy noises. So, Tim? Turns out I really don't know much about crocodiles. Do you know the lyrics to Crocodile Rock, at least? I know. No. Okay. No. Yeah. That's fine. It's more fun this way. <laughs> Although I would have made you sing Crocodile Rock, so. <laughs> um, would you believe that baby crocodiles actually sound like laser pew 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 noises? No. Uh, I have good news for you. <laughs> baby crocodiles sound like laser pew 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 noises. And if you have a tub full of them, it sounds like someone's playing fucking Galaga. Okay, I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to take a second, if you don't mind, and find this video and listen to this. Okay. What? Hi. sweetheart. Aww. No, climb all over me if you could. I think that's probably good enough, Tim. No, there's no way that that's real. That's real. That that has not been doctored in any way. Not to my knowledge. Oh my goodness. No, I would not have ever guessed anything close to that. Now, how many baby crocodiles are you adopting when we finish recording? (laughs) Like... How many were in that tub? I don't know. I didn't count. A yeah, couple dozen? Uh, oh my gosh, really? Was, it's a I don't chirping sound. Chirping. Yes. Yeah, they chirp a... like alien lasers. I do wonder if that's how they used to get the old sounds <clears throat> or the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, honestly. It does sound so amazingly close to it that it definitely could have been. So uh, I guess money-making scheme is we morph baby crocodiles and then sell ourselves to Foley artists who need bespoke <laughs> laser noises. I'm down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would definitely do that yeah. one. Yeah, there's multiple articles about this and multiple videos outside of like the one this one. So I do think it's real. Well, there you go. Pew 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 is the sound a crocodile makes. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs>
<laughs> I need I need someone to hack a uh, what was it a speak and say see and speak a speak and spell speak and no it was not a speak and spell because I'm thinking about the little circular thing with the lever and you pull it and a little arrow spins and that says. The cow says, oh, oh, that was different than a speaking spell one. Yes. I need one of those that just, that, that has been hacked to include a crocodile and says, a crocodile says, pew, 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 space laser battle. <laughs> I hope it actually says space a la- laser battle. C- a see and say. I do know that from now on, if I have any niece or nephews, when they, you know, start to learn, what does the cow say? No, I'm sorry. We're going to start with a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very important piece of information to have. Uh, we have no new listener questions. No new reviews. Did we do anything on Twitter to solicit feedback this week? No, it's been a weird day. Yeah. Well, we also had to shift our recording schedule. Yeah. So. Also, kind of hard to find questions when the mission is pointless. Yeah. Um, I can post one about Kellogg's, though, if you want. I think that work has been done. <laughs> um, Tim. Yes. We have come to your favorite part of the show. Okay. I need to know what we can look forward to. In book 29. The sickness. It's called the sickness. So, the, the, there were only three options, right? Well, first of is all, that, who, whose point of view? Uh, what is this? This is a Cassie book. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there were three options, right? Either the Animorphs get sick, the Yurks get sick, or a third alien race gets sick, right? Those would be three options, yeah. Yeah, I think those are my only three. So, I'm thinking that it's the Yerks that get sick. That there's a Yerk disease out there. Now, are you sure, Tim? No. That. <laughs> well, hear me out. Okay. Are you sure, Tim, that book 29 was not a tie-in to the debut album The Sickness by heavy metal band Disturbed? Nope. Which released in March of 2000. No. And therefore would have been around the same time as this book. No, that's like. Let me have this. I'm messing with Tim. Let me have this. I know this, and you know this. Tim doesn't know better. (laughs) And it wasn't 11 months before the album came out. I'm sorry. It was an early tie in. It was to build on Tissa. (laughs) What's funny is if you look at this cover, (laughs) it totally supports Tim's theory. Sorry. Okay, no, I have not seen the cover yet. I have not looked at anything. Also, I was busy Googling <laughs> the sickness, uh, so I didn't hear Tim's prediction. I wasn't listening. I'm a he good co-host. He predicted that the Yerks are going to get sick. That's but the I've, only part of the prediction that he's made so far. Yeah, I mean, guessing... it makes a lot of sense. The Yerks get sick, and the series ends 30 books early. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm guessing, by the way, that Megan just said, <laughs> talking about my prediction that it's probably not correct all right here's a question for you tim what do you yes. think cassie morphs into on the cover of the sickness a doctor <laughs> what um no <laughs> that's right she breaks the rule <laughs> to say that she morphs a human doctor yeah. um or to save the yurks what did you say you said yurks yeah uh, she probably morphs into a, what's, what's really small? Okay. A tardigrade. Oh, a tardigrade. I'm going to send you the cover, but like, what, what would they do because of this? Like, what, how do they find out that there's a sickness? What does it mean? Okay. Um, well now that doesn't, is that a mono dragon? 
What is Are that? Are you fucking what kidding me? No, hold on. I gotta enlarge it. What on earth is that? That's not... That's not from this planet. No, it's not. Well, that makes me feel better. I was really worried about what that was, and I was like, why do I not know what that is? Okay. Wait a minute. Tim, do you, you really don't know what this is? Is that a yerk? There yes. we go. Got it in, yes. like, three. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, that never entered my brain that that would be a possibility. That she would <laughs> the yerk never yerk. entered your brain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I can't wait to read this book now. I really want to read this book. Tessie. Oh. But going back to it, like... Okay, so no, now it, now it kind of doesn't make sense that the sickness would be with the yerk. Why not? If she's turning into a yerk, maybe they're going in to see what the damage is. Why am I giving you help? I don't, I don't know. know. That's very out of character for it you. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a sign of a yerk day. Could it be that one of their friends has a disease of some sort and she goes inside as a yerk to try and figure out what's going on? Because yerks are the universe's best doctors. Maybe, maybe the friend is in a coma and she has to go in and I don't know. No, this is going to turn into like some weird, like she has to battle memories or something like that. In this case, okay. we have to go on. Weird is our <laughs> no, I, brand. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to stick with that. Okay, there's a, a Yerk disease, and it's affecting people in a certain way, so she goes in as a Yerk to find out what's the cause of it. Okay. That doesn't make sense at all, but that's what I'm sticking with. That is that is a good guess. Okay, it's a guess. Of I was not going to be that rude, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better guess than normal. I, yes, yes. I would have to say, you did at least... Apply some type of, like, scientific method to this of, like, well, there are only three options here. Now, no. let's be clear, Tim. You're still wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm certain because mine just does not add up. But I can't figure out why she would become a yerk in order that that would play into that title, I guess. I can think of a ton of reasons you'd become a yerk. To take most control of, them, of someone else? Yeah, most of them not really cool, though. Yeah, it is interesting that the person who usually is so vocal about um, yeah. morphing into sentient creatures is the one that is turning into a yerk here. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we got a good book coming up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of can't wait to read Well, too bad, because you have to. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> uh. We'd like to thank Christina Red Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art, Email c.spinks at dot animator at gmail.com or visit at chaos does art on Instagram. Peep our social meds. Oh, wait. Oh. We should also throw in that on Thursday, on Fridays, they do a Twitch live show. Oh, yeah. If you're in our Discord, oh. you'll get the link to it every Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Join our Discord. It's fun. It's where all the cool kids hang out. No yurks. Yeah. If you're a yurk, you have to tell us. Otherwise, it's entrapment. <laughs> As I was saying, peep our social meds at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and the Gram. If you want to send us question, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com or visit our website, mindsatyerk.com. If you like us and want to help us out, rate slash review us on Apple Podcasts. We're available on your podcasting platform of choice. And if not, tell us we'll try to get there. Uh somebody stop me. Stop. The six of us hurled biological waste product. <laughs> My name has been Alex. I'm Megan. I was Tim. And until then, we fight. Hey, uh, gonna just throw this one in here since we're still recording. Jin replied on Twitter, Oh, I was thinking frosted fellatios. Uh, I hear they're great. I'm gonna hit stop before I say some things that I know Alex will leave in the show.